Welcome to the Chess My Life podcast. This show is dedicated to those who want to grow as a person, develop themselves in various areas of their life to ultimately become a better version of themselves. We will look at life as a chessboard and through our learnings, we'll make sure that on a daily basis, you're acting strategically in anticipation and with all resources available. This will ensure that you can checkmate your problems and blockers to ultimately reach out to your goals, dreams, and more. I am Sam, your host, and I'm happy to have you on the show today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chess My Life podcast. I'm Sam, your host, and I hope you're all doing great. In the last episode, I talked about the vision and the importance of defining your vision and taking the time to do that. Um, I know it's uh, time-consuming. It can feel weird the first time you tackle this exercise, but I really wanted to say again how important this is to, to be able to have a clear vision for yourself. This will bring so much value and clarity that I really strongly recommend that you, you take the time to do this exercise. Now, today I wanted to talk about another topic, which is ownership. And it's another topic that is dear to me. So I was not really understanding what ownership meant until I entered the professional world, right? And I think it's easy to understand. Uh, when, you, when you're a student, for example, living at your parents' house and really like not paying any invoices or stuff like that, it's a big change when you actually are on your own, renting a flat, paying the bills, and actually also uh, report to an employer, right? So that was a massive change, and I started to understand what ownership was, or so, so I felt, right? Um, I think I was still far to understand what really ownership was meaning. And it actually, it got super real when I joined my second job. Um, at the time, I was moving to an international, like a U.S. company um, in the international retail space. And as you can imagine, um, versus a, a local medium-sized company, it was like way more robust in terms of structure, but also in terms of leadership principles, right? And one of our leadership principles was ownership. And that is when I actually started to understand what ownership meant. So at the time it was like, okay, ownership means there is nothing that is beneath me, right? If there is some data crunching and even if I'm a manager, I need to pull up my sleeves and do it. This is ownership. Like I have a goal. I have something that I need to deliver. I will do whatever it takes to do it, right? This is, this is part of the ownership. But it doesn't only apply to a job or a part of your job, right? And actually, the, the piece that I was uh, missing in that, and it was because everybody was applying it as leadership principle, was actually, it's true, I should own my own goal, but also I should not count on anybody else to actually do the stuff on my behalf, Right? And I think that's the big learning that um, I wanted to talk about because most of the time when something goes wrong, what happens is that we tend to finger point, we tend to blame others and we're never responsible for what happens, right? Ownership is the total opposite of that. But before getting into talking about my experience with ownership, I just wanted to share with you the actual definition of ownership from the dictionary. Ownership is the act, state, or right of possessing something. And that's very interesting, right? It has to do with possession, right? But it also means that you can, and actually you must own your goals and actions. You possess them, right? You also own the state of your actions. What does that mean? 
means like, for example, how are you tracking towards your goal? Are you taking the necessary actions to get it? Do you regularly check in and assess what needs to be done? And overall, if it does not go as planned, do you own the consequences? Yeah, that's right. You cannot only own your goal when it goes well, right? You also need to own your goal when it goes bad. And that's what makes the difference. When you demonstrate ownership, this is exactly what you do. But let's take an example. Um, you, you guys probably own a car, right? Or I, I guess. So you drive it, you get some pleasure from that, especially if you own a convertible, for example. But also from time to time, you have some actions you need to take, right? You need to think. Um, you need to take it to service and you also probably need to clean it. I mean, I would advise to clean your car. Uh, that, that's a good advice, I believe. But imagine if your gas tank is empty, who are you going to blame for it? Isn't it you who did not go to the gas station? And same thing goes, you know, when you don't regularly perform the service, at some point the, the, the engine will break. And so there's nobody, really nobody to blame for that. You are responsible for that, right? You are. Now, there can be multiple reasons as to why you got there. Maybe you just don't care. Maybe you did not pay attention to the warnings. Like, in case you don't know, nowadays we have like those lights and usually they, they have colors like, you know, orange and red, just like to flag you that it's something to be done. So if you look at that, then you know when you need to tank, you, need, you know when you need to go to service, right? Bottom line is you would agree, right, that you cannot really blame anyone but you. Of course, you can tell me that, you know, some things happen without a warning and that, that's absolutely true. But then to me, the result is the same. You have to bring the car to the garage or you can keep on blaming someone else for it. But I can tell you that if you keep on blaming someone for that, it will not get it fixed, I'm afraid. Now, I believe that life is about the same, right? We have goals, dreams, activities, and you know, those activities make us happy and make us also moving forward. And now, like for the car, we can have some systems in place, for example, to warn us when something you know, needs attention. But also some things happen without a warning um, outside of our controls, right? So again, like for the car, you either own it and get things done and fixed, or you blame others and you're stuck. This is ownership 101. And don't forget one major thing, guys. Nobody will fix your things for nothing. I mean by that, you always need to initiate something. So you need to take action to, you know, take the car to the garage or, you know, take the, the car to the gas station to get uh, some, some gas in the tank. Um, you also need to go to the gym to get a subscription if you want to improve your health or your fitness. There's always something that you need to do in order to initiate the action. This is also part of owning your goal, right? Um, now, one, one of the biggest enemy of ownership, according to me, is the two words, I know. And I have been guilty of using that sentence so many times and way too much, right? Um, until I understood that it was no good to only know, right? I, I, I do appreciate that I told you that knowledge is a powerful key and you need to get as much knowledge as you can, but knowledge without action brings about nothing, right? And the difference between someone who knows and someone who actually moves forward is ownership. Because a lot of people know, but not a lot of people own their own shit, right? And this is what makes the difference. I think another common example to, to highlight a little bit more um, what ownership means to me is the example of a diet. 
obviously you tell someone who's not succeeding to lose weight, for example, that there's a simple equation, which I think is like a law of nature. In order to lose weight, your calories intake need to be less than your calories spent. I know, right? It's, it's the obvious. But why are you not doing it then? You have the knowledge. Why are you not taking action? Because you don't really own your weight objective. This is total bullshit if you tell me that you know how to do it, but you don't succeed, right? And to add, you know, this kind of like lame excuses like, I know, but at work, I don't have a kitchen to cook properly, or I don't have a gym, or I work late in the evening, or, or whatever other excuses you have, to be honest, because you know what? You don't have a kitchen to cook at, ho- um, at work? That's fine. You can, you, can, you can prep your meals on Sundays, and you have like a, a, a bunch of meals prepared for the week, and you can just bring them to the office. And you can prepare meals that, does, that don't need to be eaten, right? So that, that's, that's lame excuses. If you really want to get to your goal, you do whatever it takes. You take all necessary actions. And you cannot blame your employer for not having a kitchen, being responsible of you not losing weight. That, that doesn't make sense at all, right? Nobody said that ownership was easy. Um, but we can all agree that ownership leads to success. And I think... What you have to do is to implement a system that tells you when your tank is low or when you, do, when you need to do a check. And most importantly, when you see these warnings, you take appropriate actions when something goes wrong, right? And this is ownership. All the rest of the excuses, as we talked about, they will not help you and they will not make you a better individual, honestly. So stop doing that. Quit knowing and start owning. Ownership is simple but it is not easy. And I think what I've talked about um, right before that, um, I demonstrated that this is simple. Like be responsible for your goals. Don't blame anyone or anything when it goes wrong and take appropriate actions. That's very simple, right? Now, the reason it is not easy, I think there are several. And the first one, according to me, is that it requires a change of mindset. And for some of us, it requires a massive one. And I've been there, so I I can talk about that. The second reason I believe is that it requires to spend time understanding what we want exactly. And we've been doing that, um, talking about the vision. So we should be good with that. Um, The third reason is it requires also a certain amount of time to understand and build a plan to get there. This is something we have not covered yet. But this is also part of uh, one of the reasons it's not easy. You have to build that plan and uh, be anticipating what can go wrong and so on. And the last reason, I think, is it requires consistency. And this is where most of us actually fail. And I think this is where I failed a lot in the past. I was really good at, okay, I'm going to go for that goal. I have a solid plan, um, but after a few weeks, I'm just like, oh, this is not working. I'm not getting the results or oh, I'm tired. I'm going to take a couple of days off. And then, of course, you never go back to your training, for example. So I really believe consistency is um, another key element um, to succeed in, in ownership. If we go a little bit deeper into uh, those four reasons um, in order to understand what it actually means in your day-to-day life, right? Um, let, let's, let's start with the change of mindset. What, what does that mean to change your mindset? 
I think there are, couple, there are a few things that you need to bear in mind. You need to stop looking for excuses. Like excuses won't bring anything. Shit happens, deal with it, that's it. Um, on top of that, that's good if you stop uh, looking for excuses, but you also need to stop looking for others to blame. Something goes wrong, you know, you're part of a team, don't blame your teammate. What did you not do to help him to be better, basically? That's the question you should ask yourself, right? And this is being self-critical. I mean, I was in a handball team, um, so we're seven on the pitch. And, you know, most of the time when things go wrong, when you think about when I thought about it, it was like, yeah, I did everything I could do. But did I? I don't think so. I was not demonstrated ownership enough. I should have, you know, talked to my teammates, um, also try to help them being better, or being more um, available for them to get the ball or stuff like that. Anything I could do, I should have done. That also implies, therefore, that we need to be tough and demanding with ourselves. We need to set a bar that's really high. You can't be happy with average. If you're happy with average, you're not going to take the necessary action. You're not going to, you know, be self-critical. You're just going to blame others. You're going to find excuses. You need to set the bar really high. And I think also the last thing in terms of the change of mindset is we need to learn how to shift our focus to what brings value to our goals. There's, there, there are so many things that you're doing in a day that are, you know, time waste and basically not bringing any value to your goal. The typical example, you know, nowadays during this COVID situation would be, yeah, Netflix is good, you know. Um, I, I also do enjoy watching series with my wife, don't get me wrong, and I cannot lie about this. I said that in, in the first episode of the show, right? But I cannot blame, for example, um, Netflix uh, for being the reason why I'm not succeeding in my running um, training. Like, I need to focus on what brings value. And today, if I have a goal related to running, Netflix is not going to help me. So I have to focus on my training, my hydration, my um, uh, food intake and stuff like that. We need to learn to shift the focus on what brings value to our goals. After the change of mindset, I talked about the fact that we need to understand what we want. And... The first, the first question is here, and you probably know that, is like, do we know our vision? Um, I know we talked about that in the last episode, but I'm going to talk about it again. Um, and when we talk about our vision, the questions that we need to ask ourselves are, are we able to quantify what we really want? What this will bring us, right, in terms of emotion, feelings, why do we want this? And most importantly, do we really want this? Or is it something that we want for someone else, right? So we need to ask ourselves all those questions. And vision is a start, of course, because this is the biggest picture, I would say, in your life. But we should be asking ourselves those questions for any goal that we set. If we're clear with what we want, then we can shift you know, our focus and make sure that we take the necessary action to get there. Once we understand what we want, we need to build the plan to get there, right? So we've defined the ultimate goal very precisely, uh, but now we also need to understand or to define a timeline to get there. So when do I want this goal, right? I mean, I can say I want to run a 10K in six months, two weeks, or three years. The plan will not be the same, definitely, right? I'm sure you get that. So define the timeline, and then you work backwards from there and define the action that needs to be taken and when, 
Once you've done that, you need to define a system that allows you to get warnings and do some regular check-ins. In my running um, example, it's pretty easy nowadays because we all have like those um, connected uh, watches. So I can track my miles, I can track my sleep, I can track my VO2 performance. There's a lot of things that I can track. So what I need to do is make sure that I check this data and if something goes wrong, I need to adjust, right? And the last thing I think, and this is, this is what I was really not good at. Um, and uh, my time spent with Nish Obo uh, when he was my coach um, really um, made a difference in that area. I think we can pretty much all define a goal, define a plan, you know, a timeline, um, a system and, and whatnot. But where the extra mile sits is if we can anticipate what can go wrong and be prepared for it. Most of the time, you know, we derail from our goal because our animal brain takes over, right? And if we have a plan, I can tell you the animal brain piece of us is not driving anymore. We actually are not afraid. We are not scared. We are not surprised or anything. We have planned that this may happen and we already have a plan and certain actions to implement when this happens. This is, this is also one-on-one uh, basics of, of trainings, right? This is like when I was playing handball, like it was so annoying to do those, like uh, I think you, 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 would, you would call them plays, right? Where you do and execute the same thing over and over and over, you know. What you want when you're a kid is like having a real game, right? But all those situations, all those plays being practiced, were actually a preparation, an anticipation, because every situation being different, the more you do, the more likely you're going to face one of them during a game in the future, right? And so that's it. When you are in this type of situation, your animal brain doesn't really react because it doesn't have to. You already have a plan. You know what to do. So this is exactly what I'm talking about in terms of anticipation. Now, the last point, as I mentioned earlier, is, is consistency. Um, and this is, this is where you show ownership. Consistency is really where you show and demonstrate um, that you've set a bar high for yourself and that you own your goal. Because basically, only you can do this. Um, nobody can help you with this. A trainer will never be able to do push-ups on your behalf, right? So you have to raise the bar super high. But there's, um, there's a rule that I um, read about um, a few weeks back um, on, a, on, a, on a podcast, and it was called the 90-100 rule. And um, this was actually uh, disclosed or shared by um, Cody Boom Boom, um, and I will share with, uh, with you guys um, at the end the Instagram page. And basically, this rule says you need to be 90% on track 100% of the time. And this is way better than having ups and downs and will bring as much results as being 100% of the time on top of everything. Because it is very difficult um, to be 100% of the time, 100% on top of your things, right? So the other advantage is that it will bring less frustration and it will ensure that you're not becoming a little bit too crazy um, uh, of a guy to live with. Another great thing to do um, in order to be consistent is to have accountability partners. Um, and I remember when I was um, playing handball when I was uh, way younger, I didn't realize at the time that I would call my friends accountability partners, but actually this is what it was. I remember vividly 
there was no way I would miss a training because I knew that I committed to them that I would be training. We would have this specific session with the trainer, etc. And if you fail to go, well, not only you're disappointing yourself, but you're also disappointing them. So this is the concept of being accountable, right? And I didn't know that at the beginning, but I think it's a great example. So to conclude, I want to say, I totally appreciate that this is going to be an easy road, right? This is going to require a lot of time and energy investment, but there's no easy way out, man. This is like in Rocky, right? There's no easy way out. You, you, you can't get anything done if you're taking the easy road and you don't own your goals. Ownership is one of the fundamental skills to acquire in order to develop and move forward in life. Why is that? Because actually it applies in anything in life. It can be for your health, for work, relationship, you just name it. So I really hope that this triggered something in you and that it somehow made you feel a little bit uncomfortable uh, because that means that there's some ownership work that can start, uh, we can start to work on. But until then, checkmate. Thanks, guys, for listening in this latest episode of the Chess My Life podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. And I also hope to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me and work with me, please visit my website, www.chessmylife.com or email me at sam, S-A-M, at chessmylife.com. I also have an Instagram account, Mr. Maslux, M-R underscore M-A-S-L-U-X, Mr. Maslux. And please do yourself a favor and don't forget to focus on your strategies.